Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three. Hey, what's going on? This is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SCI Service Marketing Podcast. If I sound muffled or hoarse, um, it's because I am a one-trick pony. I have shot my voice out over this last weekend. I'm recording this late Sunday evening. We just got back into Cali, the OC curtain, a few hours ago, barely unpacked threw a meal down our bellies and we're getting ready to shut down the day. So I'm sneaking this one in. I was hoping to get it done over the weekend like I normally do out in Texas, which is where we were this weekend. Hence the reason for the schedule delay. My apologies, sincerely outreach to you. Um, this will be an abbreviated uh, episode, um, but follow along. I still think there'll be some little nuggets, some golden nuggets, some little sapphires in the dirt. So if you got your metal detector at the beach, I think you're going to find some good coins in this one. So dig in, follow along. So week recap. Let this last week was a good week. Financially, we hit our, we actually exceeded our, our growth numbers, which is good. That's good for February. February is typically kind of a soft month. January, you know, after the holidays. March is kind of hit and miss. It usually goes pretty good. April has a, usually a little hiccup because of taxes. And then May and June and, and July usually rock. August takes a little bit of a hiccup because family vacations and back to school. September, October, November usually crush. December sometimes actually goes up, especially with new car sales. And then the whole cycle starts again. So we had a plus February. I'm very, very pleased with that. Um, could I have done things better? Yes. Are there lessons? Yes. Am I going to go over it in this podcast episode with my horse voice? You've guessed it. No. But we will talk more about that. I'd like to share the wins and the losses. I think a lot of learning it comes from the bleeding and the losses. So we will get into that. Um, but uh, anyway, like I said, great week. Had some really nice repairs. Had some good, good grosses. Um, no complaints. Great customers. A lot of happy people. The, the hiccup for us this week was the estimates that came in the last week and a half. This next week, we're going to be pretty darn light. Probably the lightest we've been in probably about five to six months. Why? Well, we shoved a lot of the work that we could have put into next week into this week because if we have time and our capacity was kicking ass, um, my techs, everybody's just seemed to really kind of knock it out, myself included, although I did take off half of Friday. Uh, for the flight out to Houston, which I'll explain in a sec. But uh, it was a very fruitful week. Um, so insurance jobs, cash pays, not much wholesale, but nonetheless, really good. A lot of learning this week on our, on our end as well, um, both from a, a local client and then even one of my former students, which I'll touch on, which is really cool. Teacher teaches student, student teaches teacher sometimes, right? Uh, they were all kung fu fighting. What what was the uh, the the what was the one um, the one karate show on Netflix that that we watched with Ralph Macchio? I guess it's too late. All of our brains are shut off. But anyway, it's just like that. Sometimes the student teaches the teacher. Sometimes the teacher teaches the student. So anyway, so that being said, um, where are we at? Uh, yes. Estimates were down. So why? What were the reasons? Um, and not the estimates. The actual volume was maybe down 10, 20%. So that really wasn't the reason why we didn't close a lot of business this week for the next week or two. Some of it's just the luck of the draw. 
you can do the best marketing you want, but people will refer you people that they think you want. And then all of a sudden, example, you get a guy with a Mercedes brand new, no license plates, nothing. He wants a PPF film, but he doesn't want you to take anything off the car to get it done. No emblems, no trim, no nothing. Well, you're going to see a bunch of lines if you do that. And also, no, he didn't want any lines. And then when we told him the price, oh, wow, it's over $1,000 to have half my car filmed. Now, nah, never mind. Okay, no worries. Well, I hope you enjoy the $80,000 Mercedes that the paint's going to get all chipped up on by being cheap and wait till you just have your bumper repainted, you know, but that's okay. Sometimes, like I said, you're not going to close everything, but that was kind of how the week went in and out. We didn't, certain people just, just didn't want to spend money. Certain other people didn't have the budget. Um, we had a guy with a really nice hunting truck. I mean, we don't get a lot of hunters in SoCal, but this guy traveled out of state and he went on to tell us about how his elk hunting license costs 800 bucks and 200 dollars a year uh renewal and then we told him that to fix the door in his car was going to be about 900 to a thousand dollars he's like oh that's a lot of money didn't you just tell us in that last breath that getting a hunting license was just cheap so it's just perception the guy had the customer had the funds but there was the care and the value the equity of his vehicle was not there so no matter how you explain a job if somebody doesn't see the value in their vehicle, you're not going to close it. And at some point, you have a threshold. You have a bottom floor, right? You know what? I was like, we had a guy with a Tesla two weeks ago wanted to do a dent from a softball smashing a double body line contour in his pearl white Model Y. He says, you know what? I would do that dent for 100, but I'm not going to do it for 475, like you quoted me. I said, I understand. You know, I, I highly recommend you maybe hold off on it if it's not that big of a deal. And then if it, you change your mind, choose a professional. If you happen to find somebody that's going to do it for $100, they obviously don't know their value and they probably are doing it because their work quality will probably not be in place. So did he take my advice? He didn't come back, but I don't know if that means he, you know, got it done by somebody else. And when people's cars get screwed up, they very rarely come back to you and say, hey, you were right, I was wrong. Can you now fix it? Yes, it's happened probably a couple dozen times in the last 30 years, but at, you know that ratio over 32 years is pretty low. So um, so luck of the draw was probably one of the reasons why the numbers were down. Uh, just some of the wrong customers came in. And then you could argue, hey, how about your marketing, Brian? Is your marketing really pointing at the right people? It is, but I mean, we go a little wide sometimes, and sometimes when you cast that net out, you're not going to catch, you know, all freaking sea bass. You're going to catch some squid, you're going to catch some sea snakes, and some guppies, you know, and I don't know if there's guppies in the ocean, but how about sardines or mackerel? There you go. Mackerel is all full of bone and doesn't have a lot of meat on it. We caught a lot of mackerel this week. Our fish were bony and they didn't have meat. So it is what it is. Do we have things that'll take, take up time we can do this week? Yeah. Are we going to make a few bucks? Do we have some appointments? Of course we do. Did I make more appointments over the weekend? Yes, yes, and yes. But it right now isn't shaping up to be a record breaker. We'll probably hit our number by the end of the week. Things seem to always work out that way. But, you know, right now as it sits, we're a little off and you want to learn from that. So anyway, part two of this episode. So why did we leave on Friday midday to go to Houston? Uh, my youngest son, my youngest offspring, Gage, plays college baseball, and they had a great big tournament out at Minute Maid Park. So we rode, we flew out there uh, twofold, 90% to see him um, and support him 
once in a lifetime uh, event, and it was great. Televised, MLB Network, the whole deal was great. He did great. He's healthy. Uh, they swept the tournament. They won. So we couldn't have been happier. Had a great experience for him and us. And then secondly, on Saturday, my wife was gracious enough to ride shotgun with me where we left Houston and got to visit one of my former students, Cruz, from Aero Dent Repair in Cypress, Texas. Cruz has a pretty decent little following. People have taken notice of him because he's one of my students that has that unique X factor, uh, like the work ethic. He He's the kind of guy, if I do any more training, and I swear I don't know how much more training I'm going to do because the last couple of guys really let me down uh, because I lose money doing it. And I don't know if he realizes it or, or others, but I make a lot more money pushing or overseeing my operation than I do slowing it down and just babysitting people how to learn PDR at the rate that I charge at $2,500 a week. You know, sometimes even throwing in tools. It's like, it's like, wow, do you only make $10,000 a month, Brian? No, I'm honestly, I make quite a bit more than that. But when I'm training personally, yeah, that's my rate for a lot of reasons. So, so anywho, Meeting Cruz was awesome. First of all, he worked on Saturday. It wasn't pre pre set up. I've talked to him. I follow him on on the social meds, and and I saw his first son born, and then he just had a daughter, and and I knew he was doing reasonably well. I saw him originally working for another dent company, which he kind of spilled the beans on. Um, if you don't know the story about Dent Lion, you should look it up. There, there's a lot of turmoil and uh, and strife that went over with that with the other owner of that company, but Cruz. Uh, Partnered up with another gentleman, and they started Dent Aero, A-E-R-O. And he's he's too, true to the form, crushing it. I mean, he really is. There were some things, and like I said about teacher teaching students, student teaching teacher, I learned a couple things from him in just his simple four years. Uh, my wife took took some notes, and we took some photos when we were out there, just you know, just to the operation. And he did a couple things that, that I'm going to try to incorporate back into my business. I, I really... Like I said, I was impressed with the way he runs it with him and his partner. And and I'll, I'll give you kind of the rundown. So he, um, first of all, let's let's walk it way back. When he trained with me, I was training four people that, that those two weeks. And he said, hey, look, you know, everybody else wanted to leave and go hit the bars or the beach, whatever. You know, it's Southern California. He's like, no, I'm here for one reason. I'm here to learn. If you'll let me stay, I will stay. I will work until the lights go off, until you roll out, then I leave. Are you, hey, are you going to be here on the weekends? Yeah, we might, might be doing this. I'd love it. Would you mind if I, no, nah, no worries. He probably trained 12 to 14 hours a day because that's how much I typically work. Um, probably six six days that the first week and six days the second week. Probably well over 110, 120 hours. That kid grinded and and he didn't complain. He wasn't tired. Yeah, I mean, he was 25 years old or whatever. But, you know, he just he just put down put down all the the energy and just really just kicked some ass. And it was just, that's the kind of guy I want in this. I want a guy, if I'm going to train and dedicate my time, you know, at a loss to train somebody, I want them to toe the line. I want them to put the their heart on the board. And if they're not willing to do what's necessary for themselves and their family, why should I have to sit there and try to motivate them or tug them along? I, I'm not in this to train some 70-year-old dude who's retired who works part-time at Chick-fil-A and wants to learn how to push out a dent on his you know, 88 Ford Ranger. No, that's, my skills are too specialized. I've come too far. I care too much about the industry to, to devote my time to that. I got better things to do. 
to waste time than that. So, so Cruz is basically the perf- perfect student is what I'm saying. And I am not surprised at all that he didn't stop with his work ethic and he continued that work ethic for the next four straight years. And he's grown his business to something quite impressive. And we'll break that down. So number one, they do hail. Um, they get hail in that area, just in the suburbs of Houston. Um, he's done a lot of hail cars. He's an exceptional hail tech. He's doing nasty hail that a lot of people won't do. You know, right out of school, he really dove into it. And he's forcing, forcing the guys that work for him to do the same thing. So when they get the lighter hail, they can crush it and do, do vol- cl- you know, clean work that's at volume. He's got a couple Tesla accounts. He um, pushes what he calls rock lots or wholesale lots. And they're buying auction cars and flipping them and selling them back. And then, of course, a ton of retail. So it just so happened when we were there, it was maybe right around noon. My wife and I were just kind of having a nice conversation with Cruz, sipping on some waters. And a customer pulls up in a really clean, black, shiny Chevrolet Silverado. Tailgate dent. I'm going to say four by two inches deep. As deep goes, I would go... A 10 out of 10 would be something that may, you know, probably couldn't be pulled out. And a one would be just like a light shadow. This is probably a seven. So it was on the deep side. And then I, you know, I was walking around like cruising, hey, you know, why he's writing up the estimate and he's got his light on it. He's got he's got his whole system. He's doing it for the most part. I give him a, an A. A plus a couple things I probably if I was going 10 tenths, I would have gone a little farther, but he was pretty good. He measured it, he circled it, he wrote the factors down, and then he came up with a price about 300 bucks. And that was including taking out the pressure dents that I showed him on both bedsides and maybe some touch-up on the driver's door. And I'm like, holy crap, that's your price here. He's like, yeah. He's like, the guy just told me that he came from another dent shop that quoted him $375. And so he was obviously shopping. Now, the crazy thing is, is that same dent in SoCal and a lot of other markets is $600. It's double. And and people will pay it. Not all, not all people, but especially, you know, that truck... Would have probably been because it was a little bit older and it's not like a Yukon Denali or, you know, some super high whammy, you know, you know, $120,000 pickup truck. Let's call it, let's call it a 475er, but we'd have been at least 40% higher price. So that taught me something. He's like, yeah, I can't go off the matrix. I've done it. I've tried it. There's competition around here. And for the most part, you know, the customers just don't have that kind of income. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. Maybe that's his perception, you know, his belief. And sometimes beliefs can be broken. And being there for two hours, I wasn't going to have the time to understand how to break those beliefs or if they should be broken or if they were in track factual. You know, am I going to sit there for a week or two and write estimates and really try to squeeze the customers to try to get matrix money or, or plus plus? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the guy knows how to write a sheet. He knows how to write hail. You know, I'm going to tip my cap to him. He's probably pretty much on point. So that means the market in that area is probably just a little bit softer, a little more depressed, you know, less discretionary income. And his rent's close to our rent. The main thing that's different is the cost of living and then gas. But cars, fuel, commodities, same price. The only thing that would be different is real estate. And it still didn't even trickle down to rental prices for real estate because the rent for his shop was maybe... Uh, three to four hundred dollars a month less than ours, at the same size, basically. So, basically, per customer, he's gonna be making a little bit less on average than us, not counting hail. 
But at the same time, what it costs for him to live with that money he does take away for his personal life will go a lot farther, probably a factor of 2x. So that's how that, that equation can still pencil out. If, that, if I'm making sense here, I hope I am. If I am, just clap for me out there and I'll hear you through the, the microphone. I thought I heard a clap. That's good. Okay, so good. So he does hail. He does retail. Um, and he did close that job. He set the appointment for later this week. So I think it was right around 300 bucks. And so he's doing the dance in the tailgate and the pressure dance and the touch-up, all his free freebie add-ons. So wholesale, retail, hail, auction flips. I saw a couple of auction cars that he had there, and they were no joke. They had some deep-ass hail. He wasn't going to turn off the hoods and, and the trunks. He was pushing everything. They were dark colors, like black and dark bronze metallic. Um, he's got four techs that are already working for him. I, I've got techs. Heck, my brother's been in the business for 25 years. <clears throat> he still doesn't have anybody working for him. He doesn't understand it. Doesn't get it. Doesn't, maybe doesn't care. Cruz is a grinder. He's been in the game for five years. He's got four techs. Okay. He's got a business partner that also works that was with the other company, and they both kind of share responsibilities. And he's getting ready to hopefully open up a second location, or he might shut this one down and just move because they're trying to go to another uh, higher in you know demographic so so what's the takeaway the takeaway was was a, i mean like so many different things he was doing there that were great um first of all his image his brand his, his profession professionalism um his drive uh, and he's always he, he's trying to grow and be better i saw some things that i i didn't think were good ideas but he didn't ask me if they were good ideas so i'm not i don't I was taught a long time ago by, by a special family member, and if you're not asked for advice, don't give it. So I didn't, um, and it may work out for him, but, but my 32 years, I saw a couple of things that I probably wouldn't do that he's going to be doing in the future, but that's okay. He's five years in. He's got a long track record, a long way to go, and I, I'm not saying that I've done everything right. All my decisions were on point either, so he'll be just fine. Um, but his estimating system was great. His image was great. His tact, his demeanor, his, his drive, like I said, he shows up. I think he was working 9 to 2 or 8 to 2 on a salary. Just perfect. He's going to go spend time with his family. You know, the guy's got, he's got good work-life balance, and he, I think he's doing financially very well. I mean, he owns his house. He owns. I didn't have a, own a house when I was 29. I should have. I wasted a lot of money doing Porsche racing and things like that. That It, it was a dream of mine, but in reality, the smart play was to to focus on my future family because I wasn't married till I was 33 and and have a house. So rewind the tape and, ha and have another shot at life. I would have done a lot less Porsche racing and a lot more real estate investing. But hindsight's always 2020, right? So anywho, um, great trip. I recommend you check him out. Um, I'm going to stay in touch. I think I'll try to get him on the podcast. Um, great kid. I say kid. He's under 30. And I just appreciate the time he took with me. And uh, it's just so good to see another example of one of our former students just absolutely crush it. And it's just because he did the simple little things. Every day he just got up and did what needed to get done. It ain't rocket science, folks. It's just a little bit of hard work and diligence and dedication. And here this guy is making easy, good, solid mid-six figures probably. And, and he, I think he said he'll, he'll be able to stop working in five years if things keep going in the direction they're going in right now. So I couldn't be prouder, couldn't be happier for this student. Um, and like I said, if you want to check him out, Aero Dent Repair, he's on Instagram. 
I don't know if he has a Facebook or not, but a phenomenal individual, phenomenal business, a true professional. Um, what else? Uh, let's see. We, I'm thinking about having a meetup. I, I've messaged Jared from a better dent repair. Yeah, I, Jared, I did message you. Um, and I'm just thinking about maybe doing some of the SoCal guys who have shops. I think uh, Jeffy Beach Cities probably wouldn't be, wouldn't mind it. We could reach out to uh, maybe Manny if he wanted to get together. Maybe Joe out in the IE. And, of course, Jared if he wants to trek out to not Paris, Jared, but just California. Um, you know, Between four and six of us would be perfect. And just get down and share some common ideas and some griefs and some, some uh, just you know, issues that we all go through, your growth issues, and try to make sure, sure strategies so we could all have better businesses. None of us really compete with, and I forgot Igor down in Oceanside too, former student, we could get him up or two maybe. I'm sure Igor would be down, PCH Dent Repair. So I think that'd be a good idea. And yeah, we could go wider and try to reach out to more guys out of state and that kind of thing too. But but there's enough dudes that are opening shops now. I think if we all kind of head in the right direction, it, you know, it's the old rising tides raises ships, all ships. And I think that each one of us probably has something that the other may not know or know as well as some of us know. And if we sh- hey, we info share and try to, try to help each other out, I think that's just going to help us all and help the industry grow. And we're going to make more, make more money. So anyway, just food for thought. If you have any interest, hit me up. Let me know. You can text me or catch me on social, the socials at Denko PDR on Instagram or 949-302-3464. Last thing I'll leave you with since we crested over 20 minutes, which was my goal with this shot up voice of mine. Um, we're going to test this week. And this I, I lifted this idea off of Manny, as a matter of fact, Manny PDR out in uh, Brea. Um, he, he changed his social profile. I haven't talked to him probably for four or six months since I was on their podcast with Ryan. But um, he he's only doing in-person estimates now. He says on his uh, socials that no text estimates, in, in-person estimates only, which I think is gold. I think that's perfect. Um, I crafted a response to somebody who hit me up today for an estimate, and I tried to make it as tactful but as enticing as possible to have them come in because I'm just kind of, it, it's, I don't want to say I'm sick of it. I don't want to say it's work, but at the same time, I'm trying to get to a point in our business to where we can have enough people come in and, and give them the best service instead of just this, I don't know, I don't want to sound trashy, so I won't say the first thing that came to my mind, but I just don't want to do a, I'm really tempted to say it, but I won't, I'm going to edit. I, it's just, it's just garbage to, to sit here and text people, even ranges, because then that just, that encourages them, just like getting any other kind of estimate, just to just start gathering them like, like old rotten fish, and then you just prick the, pick the prettiest rotten fish you can find, and then they move forward. Completely uneducated and completely unknowledgeable about who you are and what you offer, if that makes sense. So bringing them in, then guess what? It's all the good intrinsics, right? They get to see all the tangibles. So we're going to do it for one week. I hope that's enough of a sample size for me to understand if it's going to be something we can push forward and try another week, or if it completely bombs where, you know what? Hey, a lot of these people didn't come in. They just kept searching through everybody else and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you could say to yourself, well, hey, body shops don't do, don't do mobile estimates or phone estimates. Yeah, but they also usually typically do DRP, so they don't care. And as a matter of fact, most body shops don't want 
retail customers. They don't want cash pay customers, at least in our area. I have a Tesla body shop that's told so many people that have come to me after the fact that I'm sorry, we, we're only taking insurance right now. Or we'll consider giving you an estimate, but you'll get a copy of it in about a week or so. In other words, we don't care about you. Go away. Which is a little surprising, but yet if you drive by one of their lots and look at it, you understand their mindset because they are overflowing with work. It's the same thing when I first got into this business and people would, would call me. Yeah, they would call me or I had a pager. They would page me back in the day because um, it was just wet, wet right before we got the next telephones and all that crap. And then we would, if we wanted to call them back, we, they'd be like, yeah, you know, I want an estimate. And I'd be like, you know, I've got auctions. I've got rentals. I've got dealers. I don't got time for you. You know, you, you think dents are 50 bucks? I mean, no. Now I'm going to make $1,000 today, go pushing a couple of dealer lots, go to stop what I'm going to go do and go look at some, what you call as a dent. It's actually a scratch or a collision. No, thank you. So it's the same kind of mindset I think that these buy shops have. They don't even want to waste their time on a $1,200 bumper when they're doing $5,000, you know, door skins and shit on Teslas. They just, it just doesn't pencil out. And I understand that. But the customers are kind of confused at it. So, so it's that transition. How do we, how do we communicate with customers to get entice them to come in for an estimate instead of just getting into this full texturing of five retail, you know, mobile dent guys in one shop, and then they just choose the lowest hanging fruit without knowing what the hell is going on. And if you've been in the game long enough, it's happened to you multiple times, and it's going to continue to happen. It's just the nature of the game. So I'm, we're going to try, we're going to spin it different this week. I'll report back next weekend how it went and if we're going to keep continue going forward or not. But uh, hopefully we'll keep the volume of people coming in. The first person I, I tried it out on, he said, okay, look, uh, you know, no worries, I'll come in tomorrow. So it didn't seem to bother him. But there's going to be a percentage of people that either aren't going to show, you know, or they're going to tell you, no, thank you, I'll just, I'll go somewhere else. You know, I, and some people don't have the money and they just want to know how much it's going to cost. And then you got to ask yourself, well, what does it matter if you would have given the person a price anyway? They weren't your customer to begin with. Like the guy with the $100 Tesla dent, you know, he wasn't our customer and he had the money. It just went, and he even said it. He's like, I really don't even care about it. When it hit the car, I was even thinking, should I really go get this fixed? All right, don't. Not a big deal. Some people think of their cars just like trucks. You know, it's just a way for me to get from point A to point B. I don't care how it looks. And other people are exquisite about themselves, their car, everything, their, their entire lives. Everything needs to be polished. They want to feel good about themselves and in their social circles. They don't want to feel damaged goods, if you will. So, anywho, I'll report back, let you guys know. But anyway, apologies for the raspy-ass voice and the late podcast episode. We'll get back on track next week. Uh, if anybody ha has a shop and wants to meet up, if you want to let me know, and I'm just kind of collecting a preliminary... Uh, Hand count. If nobody has any interest, nobody's just too busy doing their thing, no worries. No love loss. It's not a big deal to me. But uh, any input's always appreciated. And I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Hope you have a great week. And we'll catch you on the next SAI Service Marketing Podcast. Bye-bye for now.